y'all. Welcome back to Prevention Nation. Where we believe education and awareness can change the culture of violence. My name is Roy Lutz. And I'm Shelby Russell. Hey y'all, welcome back to Prevention Nation. Uh, It's Shelby and Roy here today. We're going to be talking about a uh, courageous conversations, uh, fatherhood, masculinity, and generation of men and boys. So I have a couple questions for you about that. Um, what, What is this? Yeah. Um, thanks, Shelby. And I'm so excited to hear that you saw this, that this came across your email and that you've registered for it. So Courageous Conversations is a thing. Um, a friend of mine, Glenn Harris, he works up at uh, ODVN and he's part of um, what is Ohio Men's Action Network. And what we do is we try to engage men in conversations around uh, issues that are relevant to men in the field of domestic violence and intimate partner violence. Well, Courageous Conversations is something he started uh, gosh, I think it was through through COVID where I think that's where the development of it came. And it's really uh, opportunities for a lot of men to come together. Now it's all been Zoom and I cannot wait for the uh, for the day when this gets to be in person. It's going to be fantastic. But uh, it's been over Zoom and it's a bunch of men coming together and we have conversations. So there are guests, uh, hosts, all sorts of um, really cool people there that help facilitate it and make it happen. But essentially what it, what it looks like is a Zoom with a you know, hundred or more people and uh, we'll have a conversation. In the past, we've had some about religion, um, religion and masculinity, um, athletics and masculinity, which was particularly interesting for me in some of my work. Um, but this next one is about fatherhood and masculinity. And that really excites me because I'm a dad. So yeah. And Glenn is as well. So it's really cool. Um I just think challenging how we as fathers look at fatherhood. So, yeah, I think it's the intersection of fatherhood and our work. So, Which is domestic violence, yeah. Yeah, so, so when you registered, you had to answer some questions apparently? Yeah, so I am not a father. I am not a man, but I would like to at least listen, yeah. even if I'm not putting in anything into it. But Oh, would, your input is okay, good. much valued. <laughs> uh, but uh, the question, one of the questions that I would like to highlight when I had to register for it that I had to answer was, how do you see domestic violence and fatherhood initiatives working together to benefit healthy relationships and masculinity? So I had a lengthy answer um, in order to be qualified for the program. Right. But I want to ask you first, as a father um, in the domestic violence field, how do you think that they work together, these initiatives? Well, I mean... I, I think first and foremost, they challenge me to be aware of my own, uh, the growth that I need to make. Um, they make me aware of what I'm doing and, and I won't, I don't want to say wrong, um, right. but I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to say wrong. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's things that I have seen or it's social norms that I've supported without even being aware, you know? So once, once we get into these conversations, we start to, at least like with the athletics ones and the sports ones, and, um, I can't wait for the fatherhood one is going to be, where are we seeing some of the, the toxicity in these particular areas? Uh, and where are we seeing things that are unhealthy and social norms? So with the fatherhood, uh, I think what's so important is that, um, Men are a powerful influence. Fathers are a powerful influence for their kids. And they say the most uh, influential parent a child has is their same-sex parent. And as a father of a son, um, I want him, I don't want him to ever be in handcuffs. I don't ever want him to harm people and hurt people. 
And it, therefore, it's critical that I do a good job as a father because one day there's a good chance if he so chooses, um, he too will be a father. So um, I don't know how it doesn't intersect. You know, I don't know yeah. how these fields don't um, support this, uh, the, you know, each other in that in that regards yeah. of learning and growing so we don't repeat and hurt other people. So Yeah, there are certainly barriers between the two, but we're going to focus on the positives and how they can help each other. Absolutely, yeah. So, what was your answer? So my answer was obviously in a lot of the domestic violence field, a lot of the people are men, whether they are the survivor or the perpetrator, if there mm-hmm. is a man in the situation. Um, and where do they fall most generally? Just uh, um, like some of our experience from what we have seen, mm-hmm. the men are the abusers, not yeah. to say that they're not, uh, male victims, but absolutely, um, they are typically the abuser in the situation statistically that we know of. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are a lot of times fathers as well, but sometimes just from the perspective of the adults in the relationship, um, there, a lot of times the issues that you are more, um, focused on in your work is, you know, toxic masculinity and these things that make the, you know, obviously the abuse is coming from somewhere. Their need for abusing people, power and control, mm-hmm. things like that is coming from somewhere. And a lot of times in my opinion, or from what I've heard from either men who have aren't abusers who are abusers, either way, um, they both have said, you know, maybe it's from what they have learned that they are supposed to look like. They are learned that they are supposed mm-hmm. to be the more powerful one. They're supposed to be the provider or the one who uh, they can't be embarrassed by their perhaps yeah. female partner. So this is crucial that these two initiatives and fields work together so that yeah. we can show not only men and fathers that they don't have to display this toxic, powerful um behavior over their spouse but they can also it can also show people around fathers and and Mm -hmm. which you know i'm one of those people i have a lot of fathers and men in my life and i can you know it helps those people to not push these harmful right rigorous um stereotypes or you know expectations onto men absolutely so a lot of times it doesn't necessarily just come from the man themselves or the father themselves it's something hence the social norm right right. it comes from society (laughs) we all support those their parents it comes from their grandparents it comes from their uh you know the mother of their child or uh their spouse so a lot of these times they act out 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 of you know the expectation that they should Mm -hmm. or because somebody's pushing them to do that or they've learned that's the only way to behave that's so i mean so much of that is implicit. I mean, obviously, some of it is complicit. Some people are just directly doing those things to support those norms. But you're right. So much of that other stuff we do um, is implicit in our just general everyday life, what we've been taught and conditioned to believe. Well, and the one thing you were saying made me think about, you know, when you said about those two initiatives, it being critical that those initiatives are working, um, uh, I don't want to say together per se, but like in conjunction with or yeah i mean yeah i mean is a batterers intervention program i've i've facilitated a lot of battered intervention batterers intervention programs and guess what almost every one of those men are fathers so how in the world do these two uh, initiatives not matter together these men that you said are you know the power and control the social norms that they're that they're 
perpetrating, you know, onto other people, this, this violence and this, they're also raising kids. Right, <laughs> so, right. So they, I mean, it's just critical if we want this to end that, that, you know, for fathers to do better, have to learn to do better. Um, which I mean, really goes along with, um, the Ohio Men's Action Network, uh, their whole big initiative, uh, about, around doing better, um, and I think that's, uh, you know, it's no better, do better, be better, which is so critical to not just the work there, but just individuals. So one of the places I just recently saw a father knowing better, doing better, and being better was on TikTok, because I love TikTok, and I think you love TikTok, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Everybody here is just, I think, seriously addicted to TikTok. It's probably it's probably a little toxic itself. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> I recently came across a video of this father doing better. And uh, it was a father standing uh, around the edge of this. It, was, it seemed to be a pretty large puddle, mm-hmm. and it didn't. Look, it wasn't like you know, uh, crystal blue waters of the Caribbean, right? I mean, it was it was muddy water with grass, and he was in his uh, nice pants, nice shoes, and uh, what I assume is his daughter is standing um, about almost up to her knee deep. In this muddy water, she was all well-equipped, right? I mean, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, she had rain boots on. I mean, she was ready for the puddles. Dad was not. And uh, and she's sitting there, and she said, come here. Hold my hand. And you could see that the dad was conflicted. He's just looking at this puddle, and he's, you know, he even looks back at the camera, I think, at the mother of the child um, to indicate, like, what am I supposed to do? I have my good shoes and pants on, right? Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. And, um, but she says, hold my hand. So he, he steps in and at the very first step, she says so much better. And like, right then you could just see his whole demeanor change. He took that first couple little steps and then it was, then all of a sudden the two of them were jumping in the puddle. End of the video, video ends, cut, you know, yeah. what was that? I, I mean, I remember sitting there thinking when I saw this, like, this is a dad who's has figured it out. He figured it out that the shoes can be replaced. The pants can be replaced. They can all be washed and dried. What he can't get back, what you can't redo, is that moment with his daughter. Moment. Yeah. I wonder what lessons she learned, like, without even being able to articulate. What lessons did she learn about men and fatherhood right there? Positive. I mean, yeah. my, da- my dad would do anything for me. He would get his shoes dirty for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas... If, you know, my dad loves me even, uh, my dad likes to play with me. My dad wants to spend time with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, he wants to make sure my happiness is important and stuff like that. Rather than learning, my dad doesn't want to play with me because he doesn't want to get his shoes dirty or my dad thinks material items are more important than me, which is something we've kind of discussed as far as not just dads, but also parents in general picking, you know, whether they realize it or not, picking work over their kids or picking materialistic items over their kids, picking money uh, things like that, rather than experiences and time and lessons they could be mm-hmm. spending with their kids. And that moment, like you said, can't, you can't necessarily every single time go and change into your rain boots and then right. come in. And it, it still even shows then, okay, well, yeah, my dad does like to play with me and do what I, you know, ask, but it he has to make adjustments. So yeah. it could be a lost moment, especially for a kid who's... Probably Absolutely. Attention span. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah, that age, she's probably just like, just come in here yeah. now, yeah, yeah, right now, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, so you know, I share that. I share that. Um, coming up on, I think uh, 
this June 14th is the Courageous Conversations. Um, we'll put in the show notes how to register for that as well. Uh, we'd love people to register for it. Um, but, you know, I just, yeah, I wanted to share that story because it is about um, fatherhood. It is about fathers knowing better. It's about them doing better and being better. And, and I think that's the only way we're ever going to really see real change in, um, in, I guess, in that intersection of fatherhood and domestic violence. So Yep, and it's it's calling on everyone, not just fathers and men, but also other people around them, society. And yeah, that mom was filming. Right. So she was part of that process. Like, go, go, maybe, yep. you know. So. Yeah. Well, thank you all. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.